Are you a HubSpot user looking to stay up to date with HubSpot, inbound, and all the information that will make your job easier and help you and your company grow better? Each week, the Spot brings you the HubSpot education, ideas, and tools that you need to maximize your success, make work just a little bit easier, and of course, brighten your day along the way. Listen in as Julie, Doug, Max, and George share their authentic, entertaining, and valuable conversations with the people who really matter. That's right, you. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for your HubSpot journey heroes. Welcome to this week's episode of The Spot. Ready, spot, go. We're back with another episode of The Spot. And today we're going to go into, well, it's actually a realm that I didn't ever know or think that we might actually talk about but now it might be three or four episodes ago doug said something about ditch the deck which uh i don't know if we're gonna talk about ditching it if we're gonna keep it if we're gonna save it doug's already got his finger in the air which tells you that he's ready to well you said ditch the deck you i didn't say ditch the deck you said ditch the deck i think you said it and you you said ditch the deck did I say ditch the deck? I thought we were talking about sales and you said to ditch the deck. No, 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 no. Julie, we were, Julie, it was, Julie. It was a round video when we were talking about, and you said, get rid of the PowerPoint, get rid of this, ditch the deck. And I said, you know, we should talk about that. We were, because we everyone's were talking saying about ditch webinars. the deck. We were talking about webinars, weren't we? That's Julie, it. Is, That's, is it, yes. are you recalling this? Were we talking about webinars and I said, ditch the deck? Was it really me? This whole time, yes. I was, thought it was Doug's fault that we were actually talking about this. It's my fault. No, it's all you, George. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, gosh. Well, so let's Ugh. talk about this. Let's talk about this. And I think what we can do is we can talk about this at uh now the articles. Hey, hey George, that we you have. skip the big news. Oh, oh well, George, hang you skip on. the big news. Well, people can see the screen or hear the voice, but we should probably say it. Should we should we should we rewind? Okay, we'll rewind. Everybody just give right a, from here, just bring it in. Bring it in. Just Max is back. It. Let's do What's it. up? Well, you just stole my I'm thunder. I'm back. It's good to be back. You just stole my thunder. Like, I literally cannot <laughs> rewind now. And Welcome like, back, Matt. Yeah. yeah I've, been, I've been practicing ready, spot, go. I'm ready. Like when, when they call oh, in the closer, I'm ready to come oh, in. Because oh. I don't think this is the inbound debate. Man, Doug is, Doug is on yeah, fire today. Doug is trying to steal my job two minutes within the episode. <laughs> He's like, I'll, I'll I'll come do ready spot go. Just let's let's we don't need George. George. Well, good go. thing you have all the editing powers, George. We could run in a gun. Oh, somebody can have those. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. So, somebody can I have never, all never, never of that. Never mess with who controls the edits. <laughs> never yes, upset yes. the person who controls the edits. Yes. George, I think you're doing a great job. Please, yep, what were you saying? Yep. <laughs> yeah, Doug. I think on the video version of this, you will wear a crown for the entire episode. I will make that happen. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so Max is back. I'm super excited. Um, it, it has seemed like a lifetime. Uh, so we're gonna talk today uh, with four folks. We're gonna talk about the deck. I think too the the articles that we put in uh, the show notes are really about sales decks. But I think that this knowing this crew. <laughs> Knowing this crew and the fact that within like 45 seconds, we realized it actually wasn't about sales. It was me and webinars and ditch the deck. We're probably going to talk about marketing decks, sales decks, webinars decks, professional speaking decks. We're just going to talk about decks in general uh, today. And so let's go ahead. And when I said that, Doug, because it is my fault, when I said that, why why were you immediately like, I want to talk about that? Well, everybody, I mean, it's become the cool thing to say. 
I'm getting rid of the deck. I don't need a deck. I'm going to get, you know, and, and I will fully, fully, fully agree that 98.7% of decks suck. Right. Um, but it, it's, it's the same thing when people talk about, you know, get rid of email, get rid of, you know, the cold call is dead, get rid of, you know, it's crappy content is dead. Crappy decks are dead. Um, and, and I, I actually think, you know, I'll, I'll give away my thunder right up front. Right. If, if decks weren't effective, then we'd be listening to radio and not watching TV. We are visual creatures. We are visual creatures and a good deck, it brings visual. That's my point. It should complement the topic. But but here's and the I'm thing. I'm sure we're going to have a fun time debating. Here, here's the thing, though. I, I don't know if I agree with that right off the bat, because when I watch Netflix or I watch Hulu, Nowhere do I see, uh, you know, a 12 point bullet point presentation being presented to me. There's action. There's suspense. That's a, like like that's correlating, a cor- but, but, but correlating, but even correlating a deck in general to the reason we watch TV. Like it's a little bit of a stretch for me. Like I understand where you're going with that. But like because this all started with webinars. Right. And and me, my fault webinars and ditch the deck i said and let me explain why i said this because i think webinars need to become more like tv and less like decks which if you show a human or humans more often if you are telling a good story if you are having a little drama like we are on this episode already a little suspense then then it's it's tv but but there's no like we're not by the way we're not going to put a deck up on on the video version of this episode. So what's the greatest medium of storytelling? It's a children's book. It's a children's book. Mm. Few words on a page, an image to drive it. Um, and if you think about the story that you're trying to tell, if, if you know, we talk about storytelling, um, if, if every business strove to make their company's story a children's book, Tell it like it's a children's book. We'd all be better off. Max, Max, you were just on paternity leave. Did you read any Mm -hmm. child books that are like you would recommend and you would be like, man, if they would just sell or market or like use this technology as a speaker, like what do we got? Good night, noon. So I love Harold and the Purple Crayon. That's that's one of my favorite by far. Um my daughter absolutely loves this one. Um, it's actually an adaptation of The Office, but it's a children's book. But it's like, they're all like kids. But I'm just like, I'm right now I'm just imagining like a sales deck that is written in like rhyme, like a children's book. And to oh. me, that's... Something about that makes me very happy. a fun happy. thing to think about. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, like Pout Pout Fish? Yeah. Yeah, with a Pout Pout Face. Yeah. But oh. we get tons of sales all over the place. You know what I mean? See, oh my word. See if Please Matt, that. that's a deep cut. Yeah. yeah, we we might be going somewhere because like a cat in a hat style sales deck and then having Doug wrap it. Like oh yeah. So I think it's an interesting like concept to think about though, right? Like um children's books are very memorable. They're easy to understand, whether they rhyme or not. They tell the full story. They're not too long thinking about what can you pair it back to and still have all those essential elements, I think is really interesting. Yeah. And, and, and let me ask you this. If I talk about a purple crayon and if you've ever seen Seth Godin talk about purple cow, mm. there's always a picture of a purple cow, 
right? Because the image of the purple cow, the image of the purple crayon with the words, it, they, they make each other better. That is yeah. the equivalent of a deck. Yeah. And by the way, Seth Godin almost never speaks without a deck. And, and he probably has set the record for most slides per minute and the fewest words in a slide. I, I mean, I, I've seen him do decks that don't have a single piece of text in there unless it's embedded in, in that image. And I don't think anyone would say that Seth Godin's presentations are boring or monotonous. Right. No. And and it's funny that you bring up Seth Godin because, Doug, and I think you are probably there too. I've actually had the opportunity to see the typical Seth Godin 102 slides in like 30 minutes uh, presentation. But then if you remember back at one inbound, it was like he was the opening keynote before everything happened. And it was literally a table. With like a can and a puppet and like a thing. And it, and it was like literally three or four elements for the entire presentation. No slides. No presentation. Guess what he did? Dougie ditched the deck. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. Seth Godin himself at inbound ditched the deck. Okay. If you want to, if you want to ditch the deck and bring in other visual elements to, to, to complement what you're doing, I'm down with that. Okay. Yeah, I think but, I, but I'll tell you, I've seen, you know, I've seen lots of crappy decks. By the way, the, the best thing that Seth Godin does is he takes what most people do in one slide and he makes it 15 slides. Um, I, I, I tell people your goal should be two slides per minute. That's what the goal of a presentation should be, two slides per minute. By the way, you begin to get a little bit more of a moving picture. I, I could go back and show you data on, on, on like webinars that we do, the number of, of slides that we have, and we can see when people begin to stop paying attention the key element to when people stop paying attention has little to do with the talk track and, and we can track it right to time for moving to next slide. And so when you've got like the problem with seven bullets up there is a, it's boring. It's not visual. So it, it's words, which is, defeats the whole purpose of a deck. Right. And B it sits there for seven minutes and it's like, okay, well, right. But if, you, but if that, if in that seven minutes you went through 16 slides, and that's changing. That keeps the eye focused, which is a large part of everything else. So, so what Seth did was he took those elements on a table, right? And he did things so that there was visual elements. It wasn't just Seth talking. And, and for all the bad decks that I've seen, and, and, and somebody who is exceptional being a talking head on something that's important, they, they can do a good job. I, I would say if they had a really good deck, it would make them better. Because the number of times I've seen just ahead talking and teaching something, which is different than what we're doing here. This is a, this is a conversation show, but but in 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 a in a presentation or education type mode where they're talk 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 talking, they end up getting they end up going all over the place. And I'm trying to follow or track something, and I only have my ears to really track the elements of what they're saying to catch that, and so. Like just watching them, I get I get delivering the personality, and I'm not saying that it should be the deck and you talk over the deck. That's like you know 1984. Can I have my webinar? I guess we didn't have webinars in 1984, technically speaking. But what were they, Doug? What right? were they? So, you so educated like all those us. things come together. You educated what? us on what they were back in 1984. What were they, Doug? They weren't webinars. They, they, they were, were seminars with slides going overheads. We had overheads. And, and, and by the way, because they were overheads, here's the funny thing, because when you were doing those things, you had to do overheads. And, and when you did that, you couldn't change it frequently. 
And so actually more thought got it went into developing whatever the quote unquote slide was. Um, and and I as, as I go back again, there were really crappy overheads. Don't get me wrong, but there were a lot more that had that like like every slide had some type of cartoon on it to emphasize in this because they realized that there there was that importance, and all you had was this stupid white light, and, and it was horrible. So again, I agree with you. I think the problem is it's so easy to create a deck, um, and and then the speaker uses it as their speaker. In essence, they use the slide as their speaker notes, right? And and that is horrible and and you know and, and i'll say if you have a bullet up on on whether it's a sales presentation a webinar or anything if you have a bullet don't don't tell me the bullet talk about the bullet don't don't tell me the bullet because i can read the bullet yeah <laughs> right right now, so those are now, all elements that make decks that make bad decks but that's not why you should get rid of a deck do a good deck yeah yeah i'm i I, first of all, let's just, I want to put a stake in the ground. Uh, I'll be quiet visually, visually and uh, no, you're fine. Visually. And uh, if you're listening to this podcast, which by the way, if you're not watching these episodes, I just don't even know what's wrong with you. But if you're listening to this, maybe you're hiking up a mountain or something, you know, and you don't want to carry a TV, but I want everybody to rewind back to what Julie said, because she, again, she's great at this. She glossed, right? Like whoop, 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 whoop. When she, when she was talking about children's storybooks and she said, it does this, it does this, it does this, it does, there were four major, four things that Julie talked about in that section. Amazing, amazing. Already forgotten them. Yeah, but no, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know what, in editing, I'm saying right now in editing, I'm going to take that clip. I'm going to put it right here. But it's an interesting like concept to think about though, right? Like um, children's books are very memorable. They're easy to understand whether they rhyme or not. They tell the full story. They're not too long. Thinking about what can you pair it back to and still have all those essential elements, I think is really interesting. Because you guys get your notepaper, your pad, your iPad down, put these four things because it is truly amazing. As I was listening to her, I'm like, oh my God, yes, yes. Because here's the thing, Doug, what I'll say, and then I'm going to go to Max, because uh, I want to get Max's thoughts. Like, I know he's he's trying to get into the groove. It's like the first one back. He's like, man, these guys talk. It's back and forth. It's like watching a tennis match. I'm going to give him his, his moment in the sun here in a second. But Doug, here's where I get frustrated, and this is why I originally say, and I talk out very much about ditching the deck, uh, which, by the way, have you ever seen Gary V, the modern uh, marketing speaker, use a deck? Anyway, anyway, I digress. I digress. Um, the reason I say ditch the deck is because a deck for most is a crutch. If your deck is a crutch, ditch the deck. If your deck is what Julie and what you have just written down because I added it in post-editing, a storytelling tool a utensil to make a better user experience, then don't listen to me talk about ditching the deck. Max, what is your thoughts on this conversation? Yeah, I mean, it, so my view on slide decks in general, I guess, is uh, it, it has multi uh, facets because, I mean, it really kind of depends on the situation for me, right? So I'm a facilitator at HubSpot. I teach people HubSpot or teach people about the company and strategy stuff like all day, right? And there are just some things where a slide deck is great and some things where it's just absolutely terrible. 
the tack that I generally take is like, I use it just to kind of move the conversation along and try to build knowledge upon what they previously learned and really try to delineate like the sections of information that I'm talking about. So we, they know when we've moved on from one topic to the next versus like overloading the screen with a bunch of information, right? It's more so just like a reminder of like, hey, this is what we're discussing. Because I try to make all of my sessions more of a discussion versus a, a lecture, right? Because I, I hate giving lectures. I'll go and think back, you know, in the in the realm of of using decks for sales, you know, I I sold B two B Apple products, right? I sold you know iPads, iPhones, Mac computers, services, software, all that kind of stuff for four years to businesses of all kinds from like a, 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 a dog trainer all the way up to like large biotech enterprise companies and schools and, and all that stuff. I never used a deck once in my life. Right. But that was just cause that was my style. I, so you I'd much used rather, no visual aid. I didn't use any visual aid. Nothing. So no. you just talk, you had no phone, oh, you had no, no, no sample, no, no. you so, had no anything. No, no, no. Like I would show them certain things on like websites. Oh, okay. So we had visual aid. Yeah, we had yeah, a deck. Well, no, no, no. But what I'm yeah, but, but what I'm saying is like we had a brochure, a we had a deck. It's all the deck. same thing. Yeah. No, no, well, no, 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 There's there's a no, there's no. there's a place for it. There's absolutely a place for it. Because there'd be plenty of times where if I was teaching someone something, like, hey, this is how mobile device management works, I would use a deck. But not if I was on like a sales call. But that's just that was just me. That was just me. Hold on, we're, 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 but hold on, we're 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 going off the point of what the deck is. We're 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 now defining the deck is a PowerPoint slideshow of X, Y, or Z. The the point of of why I'm saying you don't ditch the deck is visual matters. Having a visual component matters. And again, going back to the, this is George's fault because we were talking about webinars, right? Is having a visual element matters, right? I don't know a salesperson that that that, that sells in person. And, and I, by the way, I'm not suggesting that as a salesperson, you go in and you say, okay, I'm going to whip my computer out. Here's the screen. I'm going to walk through a deck. No, you have materials, you have samples, you have brochures, you have sales collateral, right? Those are all visual elements. Those are all kinesthetic elements. They are the equivalent of a deck. Yeah. And I'm, I'm agree technically a deck. I'm agreeing. I'm, and I'm, okay. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. That's the thing. Like, right, I, I, don't, okay. I don't, I don't right. think we should ditch the deck. Right. Well, because the other thing is that I think there's going to be plenty of people out there that want to see a deck when they're being sold to. They want the information neatly presented. To, and I'm again, I'm, I'm talking about PowerPoint presentations, right? Um, but yeah, visual aids, 100%, absolutely super important. And I've definitely used them in the past. I don't think the deck should go away. What I don't think salespeople should do is rely on it as a crutch, right? Because I go and I watch sales calls on Gong all the time. And I see plenty of folks just bringing up a generic slide deck and kind of reading through it and using all these, you know, just sales platitudes and, and you know, just, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I can just tell that that person on the other end is totally checked out, right? So, but again, there's some people who love to receive information that way. So for me, it really just depends on the situation and you got to be adaptable and, Maybe your client does want to receive information that way. Maybe they don't, but you should be prepared to do it either way. Right? So here's um, I don't thing. think we should kill the deck. I need to just ask you a question real quick because I'm the yeah. old guy back in the 1990s. You know what the definition of a salesperson was? What? Someone who could read a brochure upside down faster than you could read it right side up. Oh, my yeah. gosh.
Okay, so get it, George. We were on opposite so, sides of the table so, put the preserve. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I thought I was the only. Remember guy, seeing people I, in real I, life I at was, a table? Yeah, there's that too. There's that too. But I, I want to say something uh, as far as Max, what you were talking about. I wouldn't just say sales, by the way, because because by a show of hands, how many people have been an event and the PowerPoint or the slide projector goes down and the speaker cannot move forward? By a show of hands, anybody? We've all seen that speaker because that presentation is a crutch. They don't know the story well enough to tell it without the graphics that they put in place to cue their own brain. Doug, if you can read a brochure upside down, it's because you're not reading it upside down. You know the junk backwards and forwards. Now, here, I want to throw this out there, too, because... No, no, actually, you don't. No, I, I, no, actually, you're literally reading it upside down. Having having done that, I can vouch for the fact that, no, we didn't wow. know it hard. We didn't know That's, it hard. It's the same thing of, use, of reading bullet points. It's a good old sales joke anyways, but... That's that's talent. I cannot but read upside down. I, although, that, go on with your point. <laughs> although the other day Julie was telling me to read backwards, which was a whole another new trick that that I learned too. But but here's here's the thing. I want to talk about something because I got to get Julie into this. I want to talk about something that blew my mind because um, we're just talking about decks in general at this point. Um, when I talk about a deck historically. There was really only one type of deck for me, and it was as a speaker or as a presenter, digitally or in person, here are the best practices to design a deck that goes with. And and Doug, I'm not even going to um, tell you that I haven't used your two-minute mathematical calculation to know exactly how many slides I should have for a 45-minute presentation. Been there, done that, right? But I watched Julie create a deck for a client. And it blew my mind. It almost paralyzed me because I realized there's actually more than one type of deck. And so what I'd like Julie to kind of talk about is because we've talked about sales decks. We've talked about, uh, you know, presentation decks, speaker decks. This idea of what a marketer can do, a, a type of deck that you can build um, an, a, a, a mentality or a mindset of like providing Usually you don't create a deck to hand it off to somebody other than, hey, uh, text this code and you can download my slides, which are, by the way, unuseful, but it's a great legion opportunity because nobody remembers really what was supposed to go with the slides anyway. But, but Julie, talk for a minute about a presentation deck from a marketing or information delivery standpoint, because for me, that was another piece that was just like mind blowing to, to start to think about. Yeah, so uh, in this case, the use case is really a reporting deck or um, a findings deck, an analysis deck, something like that. Um, and I'm going to sound like Doug when I say this, but there's a difference between reporting and analysis. And we kind of use them, I think, as marketers interchangeably. But to me, reporting is delivering numbers. Analysis is explaining why those numbers matter. And I've seen a lot of reports, reporting in documents, in decks, et cetera, et cetera, that list a whole bunch of numbers and maybe start to look at them like, oh, your organic search traffic was up 20% month over month. That's a great data point. Why does it matter? Is it a trend? Is it better performance? Is it this or is it that? What are we going to do with it? A lot of times from my perspective and for folks at marketing agencies, reporting and analysis is a deliverable. Uh, it's something that just like writing a blog post, building a workflow, we have to hand something over to a client 
um, that we know we did our jobs and they know we did our jobs. Um, and in those cases, I will often use a, a slide deck to deliver a pretty hefty report because I don't wanna do it in a document. Uh, I find that trying to use screenshots and things like that in a document is much more difficult than in uh, Google Slides or PowerPoint or something like that. So we're using a slide format and we're ultimately presenting the information. But the idea in this case isn't to fly through a ton of slides really quickly, but to give them something that they can go back and read later, we can have conversations with in future months, they can pass to their boss. Um, so my format for something like that is actually a few slides that present a bit of an executive summary, which is where we have, you know, really big picture findings and recommendations, uh, but still written out in some sentences, uh, short sentences, bolding content, things like that, but still sentences, because you have to remember, there's going to be some asynchronous consumption of this. Um, and then breaking out those in future sections in a really deep way. So it's not unusual for me to create one of these decks and have like six slides with paragraphs of information about organic search traffic. Um, and the point of the deck isn't for me to present those slides in that one little screenshot. The point of the deck is for the client to have somewhere to come back to to get that information, but for me to be able to speak to it generally and then have the deep link to a Google Analytics report or to a HubSpot report or somewhere else that I can bring up and engage with and talk through on the call. Um, and I had a, a team member who was working on one of these recently. And um, she did actually a really good job breaking out bullet points from the deeper analysis and presenting it in that way. But really what she discovered in the process was that the analysis is about the process more than it is the slides, right? You become confident in telling that data story to the client because you've put in all the time to write the sentences and the paragraphs. And then you probably don't even look at it, right? You just pop open that HubSpot report, that sources report or whatever it is you're talking through at that point, and they'll come back to it later. Or in an agency setting, if we're bringing someone else in to help with the account, if we have a transition, everything is documented. So it's a deck, but it's not a deck. Yeah, and so the reason I wanted Julie to bring that up is because a couple of reasons. One, I want everybody listening um, and sitting on this podcast, if, if we're not thinking of like, it could be multiple things, which leads me to when you have to do something and your first thought is, I need a deck, do you? Do you? Is it ditch the deck because you don't? Or is it, I need this kind of deck or I need this other kind of deck. What's the goal? What's the job that you need that visual to do? It's funny because I keep just talking about a deck, but Doug, the whole time you've been talking, you've mentioned brochures, you've mentioned pens, paper, Barbie doll. Like, no, you didn't mention any of those other like last things, but like you just go to collateral in general. Like your mind, like your, your mind, that's a different episode. Your mind goes to just sales collateral, sales collateral. When, when I am like, oh, this is a deck. And so I want people to go, cause here's the thing. Hey, I need you to teach somebody about this. Oh, gotta go build a deck. I want you to go speak about this. Oh, I better build a deck. Uh, really? Like, isn't there some steps in there? Like analysis, like Julie's, isn't there some steps in between that to even see if you do need it? And if you do need it, what it's supposed to do? Um, the other thing is, 
I just wanted Julie to wax poetic on reporting and analysis and the fact that you can deliver a document that is like, I kid you not, ladies and gentlemen, this deck was ridiculous. Like, I I just, I didn't even know what to do with myself. It was just so juicy and it was amazing. And it was like nothing I had ever seen before from the standpoint of now I can hand this to you and it actually makes sense, which from a speaker standpoint, should there be the deck that you use when you're presenting on stage and then there's a different deck that is actually useful that they're downloading and it's not like you you, you see what I'm saying here the the the, the point I want to make a couple of points here cuz I brought up the sales collateral and things like that because it happened to be a situation I apparently misunderstood what Max was saying when he said I didn't I don't, you know I didn't use a deck I didn't use anything and I'm like well wait a second you're, you're using the equivalency of a deck. Um, my, my point about a deck, in, in, which is a different aspect of, of, of deck meaning than, than what Julie talked about, I t agree with everything that Julie said, is that there's a visual element and, and not using a good deck means you don't have the visual element. And, and I'm sorry, looking at somebody who's just talking to me on a screen, yeah, there's a bit, you know, hey, it's nice to see them at first and I know who they are, but at some point that, that's not dynamic. Um, and, and, you know, Max, you said, know who your customer is because some of them want it. Some of them don't, um, I'm actually going to go out on a limb. I don't have the, I don't have any data right now, but I'm going to find some, um, on this. I, I want to challenge, I, I, if anyone has data out there that shows recall between a presentation given that's just someone talking into a camera and the same presentation given with a a good visual compliment to that. And 48 hours later, one week later, two weeks later, what's the retention? Because I'll bet the retention is going to be higher with that visual element because we're using more of the brain. Now, George, here's where I'll agree with you, where you should ditch the deck. I do not think that Chris Rock or Jerry Seinfeld should bring a deck, which is why Gary V doesn't use a deck because Gary V's not in the education business. Gary V's in the entertainment business. Yeah. And here's the last, and by the way, the product. You stole my Chris fire, Rock, by the, the way. You is, stole my fire, by the way. I'm just going to let you know. I was going to exit with like, who's your favorite comedian? Go ahead and send me their right? deck. Now I can't even do that. <laughs> right. But by the way, Chris Rock, Jerry Seinfeld, Gary V, they're the product. The The other thing that we have to get at, because we've, we've said a hundred times, don't use that as a crutch. And, and I agree with you, don't use it as your first crutch. You need to go through the process, develop a good deck. But let's be honest, the delivery of, of this type of communication today, by definition, most of the people who do this are going to be average at doing it. And, and they've got other things to do. You know, like we're in this business. We're in the business of communicating and it's a core, core part of our craft, right? And, and yes, we can do that. But you know what? most people aren't going to get to that level. That's not what they do or, or for the frequency that they do something. You know what? A deck is a great crutch. If you've got a good deck, I speak better when I have a deck. Cause by the way, you know what, when I don't have a deck, I'll go off on a tangent because all of a sudden I'll be talking and I'll see somebody kind of have a reaction to something that'll trigger this. And before I know it, I'm talking about something that had nothing to do with my topic. Doug. But but I'll tell you, there's not like, if you're a great agency, what's the first thing you do? You storyboard, right? You storyboard, you let that story unfold, right? All I'm saying is 
bring that visual element. You can call it whatever the hell you want, but don't lose the visual element because so many people do it badly. That's my only point. All right. So as we close out here, which by the way, the, the fact that you go off on tangents, Doug is super surprising to me. I would have had no clue that that was actually a thing that happened. Maybe I'm kidding. But as we close out this episode, as we close out this episode, I love you, Doug. Um, I really want each one of us to give one actionable tip of if you're going to create a deck. And let's leave this for kind of sales, education, presentation type deck. If you're going to create a deck, what's one tip that you would say to somebody as they go to create that deck or think about creating that deck? Uh, Max, let's have you go first. Oh, actually, no, 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 no. Shame on me. Ladies first. Let's have Julie go first, then Max, uh, Doug, and then I'll close out the show. Well, I don't need to go first, but I will take it. Um, My number one tip would be make sure you're able to define the beginning, middle, and end of your story. Um, Big one for me, and this, this is... This is going out to any uh, Zoom educators out there. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure a more creative person than I would be able to figure out how to deploy this into some sort of sales scenario too. But like, we're we're in the world of delivering our presentations via Zoom now, right? Don't sleep on the annotation features uh, and building in some interactivity to your slide deck. So for example, building slides where you pose a question and people type the answer onto the screen or circle yes or no for a multiple choice question or some other more creative way of making it like visually interactive for people so you can draw them in, make sure they're fully engaged and paying attention and hopefully retaining some more from that when they get to interact versus just listen and look. When you got a presentation, whatever it is, throw throw all your ideas into it and then storyboard it you should end up cutting about half of what you have out there um and then take a look at every piece of text and turn text individual yeah i'm gonna piggyback on that and i'm gonna say keep it simple um you do not have to be a design master and throw all 10 bazillion colors and fonts onto a slide it needs to be really quiet really clean um Design needs to be the salt and pepper or the condiment to the meal. The actual story, like Julie said, the the knowledge, the education, that needs to be the burger, the steak, the hero. Hey, this has been a great episode. I always love... Man, this thing went 10 bazillion ways from Sunday. But if you are digging the podcast, make sure you give us a favorite or a, a thumbs up or whatever platform you're watching or listening to it on. Make sure you hit up, now that he's back, he is back at Max Jacob Cohen on the Twitters. Say thanks for being back, Max. Make sure you hit up Real Julie D at Doug Davidoff. And of course, I'm at George B. Thomas. Make sure you are focusing on if you need a presentation deck. If you do, make sure you follow some best practices and do your research. And by the way, first episode ever, got two articles. Links are in the show notes. We didn't mention either of them, but go check them out because they actually do talk about things that we've talked about during this episode. And hey, remember to use the hashtag, hashtag Sprocket Talk, hashtag The Spot Podcast, and we will see you in the next episode.